Thank you for listening to the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast. The episode that you have chosen is no longer available on this platform. If you go to the show notes, you'll see that we now have a Patreon page. You can find the link in the show notes. And by going to Patreon, you will have full access to all of the audio files from season one, two, and beyond. We appreciate your support on Patreon. It will allow us to bring you more content in audio, video, and written form, as we hope to expand into transcripts for each and every episode. We appreciate you, and we're so happy that you're willing to support us. Thank you so much. On your lane, don't try to be all lanes. And sometimes I think in yoga therapy, because we do work so holistically, that we can think we run in all the lanes. The patients weren't that interested in coming. And if they don't know what yoga therapy is, they think they know what yoga therapy is because they have an idea of what yoga is. And it's either, I can't do that, or what's that gonna do for me? It's, they think of it as this physical exercise. Because the patient could say, I'd like chiropractic and yoga therapy or acupuncture, but no yoga therapy. There was what I can't do yoga. I'm in chronic pain. I, what am I going to do for yoga? So the majority of patients didn't want to come see us. And the doctors didn't know to really to refer to us. They didn't really understand. So we had to have meetings to talk about, about what we did. In retrospect, one of the things I learned is words don't really mean anything. They need ex experiences to really understand. It. Otherwise, we're just... We're talking to, to a bit of a blank wall there. So what happened was acupuncture and chiropractic had really long wait lists, very long wait lists. So Dr. Spire would say, why don't you try yoga therapy while you're waiting? Just try it. What I learned in both my physical therapy practice when it was getting going and in this clinic is if you're trying to get referrals, and this is for your viewers out there too, the listeners out there, sometimes it's helpful to say to a practitioner, Send me your most difficult client. Send me somebody that you haven't really been able to help or struggle that, you know, you don't think I'm going to cause harm. And let me, just let me just see what I can do. Because if you help that person, you've opened their eyes to the work that you do. Because yeah, they may not be able to understand what's going on, but they're like, how did you help that person? That's amazing. Exactly. We've all tried and nothing worked. So yeah. that's what started happening was these patients who had been cycling through the system were suddenly having transformative experiences. Like I'm talking years of pain resolved or hypertension. And because they all have multiple comorbidities, hypertension, obesity, diabetes, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, that's usually the package we got, add in some other diagnoses as well. All of a sudden, all of it would start to be improving. And we even had somebody who had been homeless and, you know, really down in the dumps who then got a place to live, got a job. And really because, and he said, I found my home on my yoga mat. I found who I was. I found, I found my home is me. That's my home. And so that started to wake them up a little bit to what we were doing. But when we came in, they said we had to, I look at it, I describe it like this fitting a square peg in a round hole, to do that, you have to shave the edges off, right? Mm. That's the essence that you're saying. I don't want to shave that off. That's the essence. <laughs> I don't. <right? laughs> Please don't tell me I have to do that. <laughs> no, but to get in the door, to get through the door, we had to, we sort of did. So what happened was we were told we could do asana, but we had to call it postures. We could do pranayama, but we had to call it breathing and prana 
Yama is more than breathing, but that's what we had right. to call it. And we could do meditation and we could call it meditation. That's what we could do. That's pretty much what we were told we could do. So that's what we did. But I'll be honest, we did a little other than that. We didn't necessarily put it in there. <laughs> Don't tell. <laughs> Once that office door is shut, they have no idea. <laughs> because it's inherent, like some of the visualizations. There was a little bit of yoga knitter. There's other things that were in there, but it all kind of fell in those realms. It was all safe. So what happened was as patients were getting better, we started to gain their attention. So we would have these grand rounds meetings where all the modalities would meet and one modality would present a case and then the others would share what their medicine might do in that situation. That's how we learned about each other's medicine. So this is the key piece that I really wanted to share for anybody who's getting out there in the world because this is, this is what we learned, I think, through our mistakes, what I think we learned, which was we tried to fit ourselves into their mold. We translated everything. So we talked about things such as with the asanas, how we were making them stronger and more flexible. And we talked about all the musculoskeletal for the chiropractic. We talked a little bit about energetic for the Chinese medicine, for the acupuncture. But we didn't really share the essence because they didn't really want to hear it then. What I found from that was the chiropractors thought, we already do that. Why do we need you? And the acupuncturists, we already do that. Why do we need you? Now you're my competition. Why would I send a patient to you? I can do that. And then they were upset because we were helping patients that they weren't. And so they felt threatened. And so they didn't want to send their patients. They would send the worst person they couldn't help. Then Dr. Spar, who's amazing, he was really like, tell us more, tell us more. So first we shared the Panchamaya model and he loved it. And he encouraged all the other practitioners to follow that. He said, this is how every medical practitioner should be looking at their patients, looking at that from the physical, from the energetic, from the mental, emotional, from their belief system, wisdom, and their, their spiritual bodies, all of that, the biopsychosocial spiritual model. Right. Then once we felt more comfortable, then we started to share the yogic science. Then we started to teach them about the gunas, the doshas, the vayus, the nadis, all these yoga subtle body and the philosophy, samskaras. They ate it up. They loved it. They were like clients or the actual um, practitioners, the practitioners. They were eating it up. Tell me more. They started to understand. And I think we started to understand. I like round more than square, but the square shape, this unique octagonal, I will say octagonal shape, or actually a six-pointed star. How about that? Anahata. (laughs) They understood the six-pointed star shape that we were and how it became uh, distorted when we tried to fit it into the round hole. And they started to become fascinated and we started to develop a mutual respect between modalities. Because if somebody had a real musculoskeletal issue, really had to encourage the yoga therapist, this is not your lane. Yes, it's a piece of your lane. Send that to the chiropractor, that's their lane. Own your lane, don't try to be all lanes. And sometimes I think in yoga therapy, because we do work so holistically that we can think we we run in all the lanes. That was really to our judgment because other practitioners didn't want to welcome us in. And languaging like other practitioners only do this, yoga therapists, we do it this way. That turns other practitioners off. It's it's 
it's not really respectful to the other practitioners. So I really encourage that we show up and say with deep respect for other practitioners and then say how we can work together as a team. And that's what we learned along the way. Hey, did you know that each week on the podcast, we give you a free infographic that you can use with your clients, your students, or for your own personal studies. So check out the show notes. There's a link on where you can sign up. And not only will we send you the infographic from this week, but if there's a topic that's similar in the future, we'll also put you on that list and we'll never sell your data or send you things that you haven't asked for. Please share the episode with a friend or colleague. We're so grateful you're willing to share. Feel free to continue these conversations on our private Facebook group called Yoga Therapy Hour Podcast with Amy Wheeler. Remember, we have a mobile app coming out May 2nd, 2022 that tracks mental health and so much more using the foundations of yoga and Ayurveda. The Gold Zone ebook is coming out May 2nd, 2022. This book will help you to create more joy, freedom, meaning and purpose in life, and find deeper connections to yourself and others. Our goal is to help you feel less anxiety, less depression, less chronic pain, less insomnia. And I think you'll find this pair, both the book and the new app, will help you do just that. Hey, did you know that each week on the podcast, we give you a free infographic that you can use with your clients, your students, or for your own personal studies. So check out the show notes. There's a link on where you can sign up. And not only will we send you the infographic from this week, but if there's a topic that's similar in the future, we'll also put you on that list and we'll never sell your data or send you things that you haven't asked for. Please share the episode with a friend or colleague. We're so grateful you're willing to share. Feel free to continue these conversations on our private Facebook group called Yoga Therapy Hour Podcast with Amy Wheeler. Remember, we have a mobile app coming out May 2nd, 2022 that tracks mental health and so much more using the foundations of yoga and Ayurveda. The Gold Zone ebook is coming out May 2nd, 2022. This book will help you to create more joy, freedom, meaning and purpose in life, and find deeper connections to yourself and others. Our goal is to help you feel less anxiety, less depression, less chronic pain, less insomnia. And I think you'll find this pair, both the book and the new app, will help you do just that.